What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 71 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, this is Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka Bashment. Sorry, because I don't fight, I just get beat up, aka Lil Poopy Deer, aka it's not me, it's not you. We're just going through a tough time right now. As always, I'm here with Navake. It's Navake, aka Navape, aka Navitch, aka Mr. Run Up Line Girl, say hello to one away, aka the Tamil Tyrese, aka just two guys here doing some elite potting. <laughs> and we have a sensational guest here today. Sensational. We have a sensational guest Stay here. Sensation. Sensation. I can't tell. <laughs> you did it perfectly. Oh. Um, today with us, we have um, a writer, an editor, a producer, a yoga instructor, um, two... A home cook. A home cook. Wow. Um, what else? What else? Lay, lay it on us real AKA quick. AKA not your publicist. AKA uh, my dad isn't Rohinton Mystery. AKA mm. welcome to my home. Wow. Phenomenal. <laughs> we have um, who, you know, Nivek and I tr- quite, quite truthfully consider... Um, a national icon, if you will. Um, someone mm-hmm. who, again, quite truthfully, uh, when we first started doing this podcast about three years ago, you know, your name was 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 very much on the top of the list of, of people. But it, but it took only listen, it took seventy one episodes to, for a couple mm-hmm. things. One to work up courage because we're like, there's no way she's gonna join us on this dinky podcast. Like, come on, there's no way. So mm-hmm. we needed to like build our courage on that front. Two, you know, we needed to like make sure our chops were there. You know, we're not we couldn't pull up on you and again be like, so Anupa, tell us how you started getting into writing because that's kind of how we started the show and happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're here. <laughs> That's right. So we're hey, here, right? Hey, uh, what's the what's the first time you ever wrote something? <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. uh, <laughs> no, we promise we have no intention of asking you any such questions. Um, but for those of you who are not familiar with Anupa, um, Anupa is someone who's done a whole lot of work in, in media and journalism for ten years. Is that fair to say? Maybe maybe longer. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's fine. And your work mm-hmm. has kind of spanned uh, across the board. So the Fader, the CBC, Rebel Music Academy. This has kind of spanned across the board, like you said, for 12 years. Um, and right now, um, you're kind of focusing a, a bit more energy on um, your own creations, such as the Burnout Newsletter and the Burnout Podcast, which we definitely want to talk uh, a little bit more about. Um, but off the bat, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? Sweet. Swag. That is sick. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. She said the F word. Very man. generous. She called us friends. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, listen, thank you again for having us in your home. Again, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, it's it's still astonishing to us when people let us into our homes prior to meeting us, you know? Because it does, it does take like a... The way I see it is like, yeah, it, it takes um, a bit of like courage, especially if like you grew up with, I don't know if this is the same for you, but I definitely grew up with parents who like, not even having friends over, but just like something as simple as like making a Kijiji sale and being like, oh yeah, like my address is whatever. My parents would be like, why the fuck did you tell them to come to your home? You've never met them before. Go to the mall, go to the corner. Don't tell them where you live. So yeah, I yeah. Grew up with my dad being like, don't let any of your friends in the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. What happened? Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> happened for you to for yeah for you to take this on? But um, but either way, thank you so much for for letting us be here and, and kind of for sitting down with us. Um, you've now kind of been uh, back in Toronto after having spent some time out of the country doing work for nearly a year now. Is that fair? To... I've been back for a year. Okay. Okay. 
Right. And it's within this time that you've kind of been, yeah, you've had a chance to maybe do a bit more reflection and kind of also shift focus into um, these projects that we mentioned, this newsletter and this podcast as well. Um, it's challenging because I think what you what you kind of mentioned earlier, right, about like identifying baselines, right, is that as you kind of, yeah, you start to learn what it is that you need. I think um, a big thing that you kind of mentioned is this idea of like parenting yourself or like yeah. learning to reparent. Um that introduces these like new baselines for yourself, right? In the same way that like prior to might've been like, okay, like no more drinking, no more saying yes to things I don't want to do. And now it's like, yeah, keep, what are these promises that I'm keeping to myself every day? Um, I was thinking about that just the other day. I'm like, what are these promises that I'm keeping to myself every day? Like one of them is a super simple one. It's like when I go to bed, like no clothes left on like my chair or my desk, like put them away, put it in the closet, put it in the drawer, whatever. Um, and again, it is these like these very small things that like, yeah, would have been done for us or have certainly been done for me at a point in my life, right? Yeah. Um, but reintroducing them into your into your day is like, um, and this is something that I've been thinking about. I'm curious to know, yeah, how the two of you feel is like, uh, it's like revisiting um, what control can can and like should look like in like my own life. Oh yeah, you know? totally. Because it's like you know, if your if your sink is full of dishes. And like, that's not controlled. Like we all have like, I think some need to control things and then we try and control circumstances and people People. and relationships Mm -hmm. and outcomes instead. And it's like, well, if you can control like your baseline, like I know that even if I have a shitty day, I'm coming home to a clean, warm apartment where there's food in the fridge, where I have everything I need to like feed myself and Mm -hmm. get a good night's rest, then nothing else matters. And I'm not... Like, I, I mean, I don't think we ever truly lose our tendency to want to control outcomes or people, yeah. but it like helps you kind of let go it. of all that other stuff, you know? Exactly. You soothe it because you Does that make, do you, what do you, oh no, th- I, I noticed when you said, uh, the saying yes to everything and the drinking combination can be, can really take a toll. Yeah. Cause man, you just say yes to everything just because you think it, it can be something and then it's nothing. Uh, it's nothing. I'm here to tell you it's Ooh. fucking nothing. It's, it's never nothing. anything. Um, okay. Yeah. That's an, that's and it's true. funny because I feel like you even feel this now too. <laughs> living, I won't go too deep into this. I don't want to. No, you can go very deep. But no, I was put him on blast. Put him on blast. No, no, no. no. Honestly, this is not even on blast. Let's, let's be real. You can go very deep. No, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to. I kid you not. I was just going to say living even like further out, right? So even just like thinking about you're like already living in Scarborough, trying to do things in the city, whatever. It did involve transit it did involve like extra time that's like something you're yeah you would i can imagine as well at the point or the time of your life living in brampton as well you're thinking about that it's like okay it's gonna take me an hour and a half to get there and then i have to make sure that i catch the last bus or whatever that like enters your mindset Mm -hmm. as well so then once you start you know moving fucking even further away to ajax Mm -hmm. the jacks um it's yeah it, it makes it even is that what people call it no just oh. people call it just that it's kind of weird <laughs> no, but i like it no one calls it <laughs> that no one calls it it's justin who calls it okay. the jacks anyways as you were saying um no I, I mean and this is something that you know we we very much wanted to to ask and you know for the most part you kind of acknowledge it here in terms of like what you have to confront about yourself because so much of it comes down to that right it's like what are you confronting to be like i have not done this or I, I have not done something or i have been doing something in yeah my life. it's like if your life sucks like 95 or even if like you know i don't want to actually be glib like my life has never really sucked mm. but like internally i was like i'm not where i want to be yeah, like so y- you feel like it sucks yeah. or things are shitty but if you feel like that it's like 95 percent of the time like 
it's probably your own fault or like it's right. due to things that are in your control in your somewhat control. Mm. That's the big even one. if it's just like the way you view situations yeah um yeah yeah it, so it's a ch- i mean it it doesn't uh it also is just kind of like this unend like never-ending process right and that's oftentimes i think what i i find uh, where I find myself getting the most frustrated with myself, where it's just like, okay, I realize that these are these small changes, or like this is like a pattern of thinking that I have to rid myself of. Um, but you're also met with like your, uh, I, I don't like to use this word lightly, but you're met with your triggers, right? You're met with like the things that oh, like yeah. challenge you to. I don't think that that's a light use of that word, by the Fair, way. Yeah. Like, I actually think that. Um, we all have them and so to for you to use that word in that context yeah. it kind of like takes it away from the status of like trigger warning right, right, you right, know right, like right. this exactly. is something that's only sensitive to like very specific people mm-hmm. we actually all have triggers that's right um like all of us yeah. like even if you think you had like the most like pleasant childhood yeah 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 we totally all have them that's right um and when you're able to like identify what yours are you're able to kind of if not make changes, like sometimes it's not easy to make changes. Right. No. But at least if you know what they are, then you can choose, um, how to react to things. That's right. Yeah. You so. choose how to react to them. Um, we, sometimes we talk about this, like needs, like identifying your needs. Cause that's something that like both of us are super shit at. Just like saying yeah. when we need something. Yeah. Um, whether it's like something tangible. I think like, like m- that's really hard for guys. <laughs> it's very much like something that is like uh yeah it, like, it's like all of the relationships that like with men in my life mm. straight or gay yeah like they just people they just can't yeah and like i mean we could sit and brainstorm what you know all the kind of causes meanwhile i'm like i need this no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean at the same time though that's like it's um it's like this yeah it's this constant negative cycle right of like uh of like not shaming but yeah ostracizing someone for like quote unquote being needy um and then normalizing this idea of like not asking for it at all rather suppressing it and then allowing for like resentment or like getting frustrated as a result of it not being met um when like in reality like this neediness quote unquote neediness is like it, it, if it's kind of taken on universally, it can be this very holistic thing, right? Where we're identifying what well, it is. Well, neediness, like, it speaks to something, and maybe you have to investigate it a little further, mm-hmm. right? Like, you might think, I need. Well, I mean, the most obvious example is anytime we feel like we need to go on the internet and buy something, mm. that's something that is always <laughs> grounds to investigate deeper. That's like, a very good am point, I yeah. bored? Why am I bored? Like, oftentimes we're buying shit just to like make us feel better about something so like filling a gap that and i think that is like probably one of the more universal examples like everyone has that need not everyone necessarily feels lonely or Mm. um i don't know whatever other some of those other emotions are but everyone is pretty much everyone wants things in order to feel better about themselves Mm. So it's like, well, what ways are you actually lack feeling lacking? And actually, right. is that true? Or do you just feel like that for whatever reason? Right. Is that neediness genuinely fulfilling whatever it is that you're kind of like, you're yeah. feeling a lack? And of like, that? I'm just going to venture and say 100% of the times, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Just, 
I feel like being black and white today, and I'm gonna That's say, "That's okay, please. This is what this podcast is for. One hundred percent of the times when you buy something, it's not gonna make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> yep, that is true. Mm. That's right. I'm uh, not the hard one. Really, really when I bought those three Noah hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we were just yeah. talking about this. Like you, uh, <laughs> you were just like you bought a pair of shoes that you were like you were so certain that were the ones. That like yeah you were looking for it, and then they arrived and you're like man these are not it this is just like what not kind it. of shoes were they so i purchased a pair of loafers as we are approaching a post-apocalyptic sneaker world oh is that, is that what we? i mean to say or are people is it post sneaker now it's post sneaker world is what we're approaching uh, okay and I, i'm ki- i'm gonna let him ride no 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 well out. tell me more about yeah. that what do you mean like people are gonna stop wearing sneakers again exactly and we're gonna be moving on to loafers wallabies boots slippers what makes you think this you know what it's weird because i approached this age this year of 25 and (laughs) i said to myself i'm no longer a sneaker boy okay i'm no longer 17 years old Mm -hmm. i might be able to you know move up in this footwear game and oh so wait we're not post sneaker this is just your (laughs) first pair of shoes that aren't sneakers no i've actually approached young men and i've (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually spoken to a lot of young uh, men and i've been like loafers um, did you get sperry's oh <laughs> no oh. uh let me grab you yeah, a tiki torch from the backyard yeah <laughs> I do uh <laughs> the sperry's comes with that no yeah, uh no it was just a pair of bass Swedes, and i felt like also i'm i have some formal stuff coming up and i'm against dress shoes like i hate dress shoes right know? yeah i feel like the loafers you know hey he's uh dressy <laughs> but he's fun yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can slip them off if there's a yeah Desert boot is also good for that. Right. You can kind of do that. Yeah, yeah. you can work. You can uh, freak dress that. it up, dress it down. You can freak it. Yes, you can freak yeah. it. Right. Yeah. But as I held this uh, loafer in my hand <laughs> and I gently placed it on my foot, <laughs> I thought, "Am I gonna feel this great happiness or warmth that <laughs> I seek from it? You know that I, you know, would receive from a human being." Wait. Oh, from a human. Okay, sorry, man. That's like no, a no, very I did false not. False equivalency because. Right it not only did not fit, oh, it didn't no. feel good. Oh, man, that and sucks. I'm did s- you return it? I'm in the process of doing that. Great. It was an online purchase, right? Uh, it was an online purchase. Where did you buy it online from? Uh, Basswegians. Oh, like the actual, okay. Straight up from the website. Okay. And you know what? After this interview, I'm going to reanalyze a lot of sections <laughs> of my life and change it. <laughs> I'm done. Hey, I'm done. Don't I'm no that. longer buying any clothing from now on. Fair enough. I'm reusing what I have. Reusing Shop your again. closet, man. That's right. That's what yeah, it's called. Shop your closet. Mm-hmm. Shopping your closet. I'll keep passing my hand-me-downs to you as well, you know? Please. And then I'll start making my own clothes. That's what I'll do. That's all. Yeah. We'll end this cycle here. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, we really do appreciate you kind of diving deep into that because it's, um, one, like not everyone finds it very easy to kind of just like yeah. be open about having to confront, you know, the kind of not only short how whack you are yeah how whack you are quite frankly this is like something that uh we kind of like joke with one another about but like yeah this past year has been big for the two of us to be like damn like we've done some like such shit in our lives like you'll probably still continue to like don't think it'll stop that's right it never it never (laughs) will and i think that's that's like um that can often be like the the uh, the challenge that kind of well yeah it's it'll never leave right it's just like you're going to continue to do it and again when you think about the ways in which like um talking about like 
yeah the ways the ways like in which our triggers exist like oftentimes it's like our loved ones it's like family members who bring these things up for us and it's like you know you're not you don't fucking know me (laughs) (laughs) the fuck are you talking about Uh, yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) all of that all of that and it's just like okay Mm -hmm. i what am i going to do how am i to rid myself of this it's it, this is my mother you know it's like this is not really is that how your mom talks to you no she doesn't, uh. <laughs> she doesn't speak to you that way, i promise okay. but um <laughs> but it is a thing you know and uh and you know talking about aunties you know the, it, it's a thing um but we we briefly acknowledged uh in something you mentioned at the start as well uh having uh growing having grown up and kind of like yeah were, were you born in Brampton? Is that where you were born? No, I was born in um, a small town called Ashton Underline, which is just outside of Manchester. Oh, shoot. Okay. Wow. Um, and we moved here when I was three and a half, okay. I think. So I did JK in Malvern at Emily Carr. Wow. And then burn block. we moved to uh, Brampton. I did SK there. So I guess when I was four or five. Okay. Um yeah, and I stayed in Brampton until I was mm, 21, 22, okay. Okay. something Fair like enough. that. Yeah, a, a fair chunk of your of your life, yeah, of years as well. Um, we uh, we've seen your uh, your Twitter header photo, which is like the greatest thing. All oh, I know. I need someone to make me a hoodie of that. Do you oh, know yeah. anyone who could do it? I want. <laughs> I know what I want it to look like. I want it to be. Um, Maybe someone else might have a better design, but I think if it's just like that forest green. Also, mm-hmm. I do love a good forest green hoodie. I have no, no. a dime one that I really love. Okay. And so just all forest green, but then that billboard in white. In white. On yeah. Because okay. the billboard so itself is green, right? Yeah, it's like the outline. Yeah, it's just green. the outline okay. of it. Yeah. Don't okay. fucking steal this idea. No, I will never. Listen, <laughs> I I'm not that know. good at that shit. I can... I'm happy. You know what? Your uh, no. I'm just saying because your eyes Whoa, lit up. What? Your no. eyes lit up. Like you were like, shit. We could make money off. Of this. I'm not a thief <laughs> like that. I I'm not saying you're a thief. If you want to make it, so I don't have to do the work. Oh, I see. I see. But then, oh. like, we can like work out some of the back end of like how <laughs> money goes. Yeah. Mm. Good collab. A burnout high top flip flops oh, collab. Man, that's right. That's pretty big. That's right. Yeah, that's a brand built. Burnout high, burnout high, high burn. burn we'll figure something out. We'll yeah, something burnout out. high yeah, is excellent. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate that. We have some real content creators. <laughs> uh, <in this laughs> we're hashtag content creators right now. Um, but we spoke about this briefly the other day. Um, maybe we could hit up our good friends at committee members. Uh, give old Harmon a, a shout and uh, get him to make a get him to make us some hoodies because mm-hmm. we need those. Um, <laughs> hey Harmon. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, which you're probably not. Uh, you should make a <laughs> <laughs> <That's> um, <your problem>. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh <laughs> um listen we uh you want to talk about brampton i i do want to talk okay about this is and this is this is what i i suppose i'm i'm this is the way in which i'm going to kind of frame it for you here um because yeah as as people who've also grown up uh in suburbs outside of the city or in cities outside of toronto um we realize that like they play a big part in you know what we've experienced or how we've grown up um but uh we also understandably are like critical of these places as well and while it's difficult to kind of remove this critical lens oftentimes um i'm going to challenge you to to kind of give us your best 
romanticization of the city that you can. So if you were like of Brampton, of Brampton, I mean, I think I always romanticize Brampton. Okay, even better. Okay, I romanticize <laughs> it as like a terrible place. <laughs> okay, but okay. that's character building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Fair. You're right. You're right. You're right. It it's isn't. it's it like it's fucking boring and like uh, I mean, listen, actually. It's there's an excellent bus service. Shout okay. out Brampton Transit. Okay. Like I grew up taking Brampton Transit and okay. it was like, you know, you'd have to wait for the bus, mm-hmm. but like it was pretty reliable okay. then. And like now sometimes I just still take the bus in Brampton. Okay. Um, and uh, it's pretty, it comes pretty often. Right. So like they've upped their service yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and Good like it's it. very well connected. Right. Uh, and all kinds of people use Brampton Transit, which is one thing that I like about going on the bus. It's right. like you just see like who's out here, right? You know. Do you think it's mm. like yeah, it's like all kind of like walks of like different classes as well? Do you feel like? Well, like? I, I don't know because I think like pretty much everyone in Brampton is like the same class. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And That's if fair. they're not, they're in their cars. You know, gotcha. it's like Punjabis and everyone else. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. There's like <laughs> mad. P- <laughs> there's the mad Punjabi like grandfathers on the bus. Oh yeah, yeah. So, That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I suppose you know I should have provided more context because I think, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that it's like something that you you stay far away from um, Brampton? No, no, no. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Um but like Six Buzz. This is like it's are you familiar with Six Buzz? Yeah, yeah. I don't really follow it. Good. It's um, not worth it. I've met that guy Mustafa. Okay, one of the people behind it? Fair enough. Yeah, I've met oh. him but I don't like really know him. Fair enough. We Just met him like he's introduced himself to me. Okay, wow. Did Should I stay far away from it? Yes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just like what? I guess it's like a, an Instagram page. Um, that like functions very similar. It's like an Instagram meme account, right? Exactly. But why is it always locked when I go to it? So it's like it's more allure to like follow. Oh. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's that's it's, weird. I yeah. see. I I know there's something wrong with me because when I see that, I'm like, I'm not fucking following Likewise. you. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want me to beg? <laughs> yeah. You ever get <laughs> friends sending you memes and you're like, ah, sorry, it's private, and it's like. I'm not following this just to see the meme that you sent me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but either way, there's I mean, plenty of memes to go around. <laughs> plenty of memes. Yeah. Send me a screenshot. That's usually what I ask. I just say send me a screenshot. Yeah. But, um, but no, it, it's just kind of this like cesspool for like a lot of, uh, yeah, just like a, Brampton a lot of stereotypes. So not only Brampton stereotypes, but like a lot of like um, creating these like these like unnecessary like ridiculous divides and you can imagine for like mm. folks who, who are maybe even younger than us who are just like seeing this stuff and it's like oh yeah like look quote-unquote like watch brampton like catch another l today or whatever right um, yeah it's just like it's very easy and like there's a lot of conversations where it's just like uh i mean you hear it it's not uh specific to brampton you can hear it anywhere from pickering from scarborough wherever um but of course there's like you have people kind of like blindly associating like a negative stereotype to it yeah. just because it's like oh watch this 10 second clip of like you know this horrible driver like hit someone you know listen i'm just gonna say go for it brampton according to my dad has the highest insurance rates in canada <laughs> and that's why they're fucking leaving <laughs> they're leaving so Damn. maybe there's some truth to some of these stereotypes <laughs> i know you want to have a serious conversation no, no, no. but this is okay no no truly i mean it's just <laughs> worth i i really want to break it down because again um, I'm like, I'm very, very much in the, t- in the camp of just like, like not letting these like 
these stupid meme accounts kind of like change these these perceptions but you know i wanted to get a very honest uh, an honest account. well i'll say this from when i was a teenager we didn't have meme accounts we right. had dial-up internet yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> or like the rogers rogers had like a fat cable it that's was like right, you had we, we, I mean, everyone had dial-up, but then at a certain point, it's like your friends whose parents like maybe had government jobs. Mm. Like they had cable yeah. internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was faster. <laughs> Didn't tie up the phone line. Exactly. Um, but from then, uh, people still were making fun of Brampton. Okay. So like, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's like, well, but that could, that could, that dynamic or that, I guess that stereotype could die, but the meme accounts are perpetuating it. Is mm. that kind of what you're getting yeah, at? Yeah, in, in a way. Um, I suppose, like, uh, maybe this also just comes from, like, a place of concern for me where, like, I think of, like, a like a vulnerable, like, 14-year-old guy or girl who's, like, yeah, growing up in Brampton <laughs> already is just, like, battling all these insecurities and then now it just feels like this... But you know what that is, shame. right? Like, that's classism and that's racism, mm. right? It's, like, Brampton, from my understanding, is considered a pretty working-class suburb, mm -hmm. similar to Scarborough. Um, it's filled with black and brown people. Yep. And um, even, I mean, like you know not to get all like heady about no, it but no, it's no. like when you actually think about it like that is just us enacting mm. like those stereotypes or those like tropes that are literally enabled by white supremacy right, right. like the we think um black and brown people are like whack because we have like ingrained that as much as we you know we celebrate ourselves mm -hmm. that's also part of why those places are the butt of the joke yeah um yeah, and be like people are going to encounter that whether the meme ac accounts exist or not and people mm -hmm. are going to be self-loathing um yeah. whether the meme accounts exist or not yeah. so i mean i'm sure there's a lot of trash on there mm. um i'm not saying i think it's like the best thing in the world mm. but it's it's a symptom of a bigger problem you know yeah. no 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 i think that's a very yeah, yeah a very very good point um yeah, and, and perhaps it's like where maybe I, um, again, I've now distanced myself from these places, but it's where you <coughs> I've maybe seen it the most frequently yeah. um, for me to kind of start thinking about it again to just be like, yeah, how, how does this kind of become dangerous, like continue to, to perpetuate, uh, is what you said, something that's like predates meme accounts or, or dial-up internet, right? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I think um, what we... Yeah, at least care to kind of learn from you. You know, it's like, yeah, what that, what that looks I don't like. Know or what the, the fuck I'm talking about? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. No, um, how would you, how would you pitch, how would you pitch for Brampton if Brampton was like uh, in the talks for like a like the a Olympics? See, oh. here's the thing: is I, I was thinking about saying like the Olympics, but I'm like, f the Olympics, man, because like think about how like the Olympics like reshape Vancouver or like any major city in like all these horrible ways. I'm like, no, I don't even want to put that on Brampton. I'm thinking like a day event, like like a music festival. How would I pitch Brampton? How would you pitch Brampton as like the host for this place? Oh God. Chinkuzi Park, you know? As like mm. <laughs> First of all, I don't think Chinkuzi Park actually has the capacity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it like, would, like be I don't even know. know. Like, I guess Chinkuzi Park is big, but like, yeah, it's, not, it's that. not that big. Like, think about what was the name of the damn uh, Ontario Music Festival? Way Home? Is that what it was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine, they need to relocate that somewhere a little closer, you know? Brampton? Potential. Yeah. <laughs> potential. Uh, host, How would I pitch know? that? 
I don't know if I'm the right person to ask because, you know, the only reason I say that is because I don't live in Brampton now. My parents live in Brampton. When I go to Brampton, like even. I don't really even have friends who live in Brampton. So when I go to Brampton, I see my parents. I don't Mm. like really see anyone else. Yeah. Um, the the few friends from high school who I still keep in touch with don't even live in Brampton anymore. Right. Um, my best friend from high school, still best friends, but she doesn't live in Brampton anymore. Okay. Her family does, yeah. So we're kind of in the same boat. But yeah, like, yeah, I you know I I rep Brampton, and I'm happy to say that I'm from Brampton because I think you know there is. And I definitely felt this more acutely before. I think there's been some changes now, but Mm -hmm. like when I kind of left and was out here kind of doing my thing, I saw a lot of like shame and um, distancing Mm. that like kind of feels like a rite of passage, like you're ashamed to be from the suburbs. Um, And this goes across like all demographics, right? right? Like white people, brown people, whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, you're afraid to say you're from a small town because the big city is so cool. That's right. And, um, but I I don't really think I ever had that. I think like there was elements of it that maybe I felt distanced from, but I always felt pretty proud to be from there. That being said, because I don't live there, I don't know, like, I can't give you an easy answer to this because I'm like, I don't want to speak for young people in Brampton now. Like, I don't know what like the features and benefits (laughs) of the city (laughs) are. Like, like, I'm sure someone out there would have like a way cooler idea or maybe they don't even want it to be in Brampton or yeah. maybe, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. Um, I'll say though, just to like, you know, in the interest sure. of sure. not complicating every no, answer no, no. I it's give okay. you, we really do appreciate it. Genuinely. They'll probably have very good Indian food okay. at your festival. <laughs> <laughs> if you host yeah, yeah, it in yeah. Brampton. Catered by, uh, was it Tendori Blaze? Ten- is that, have you Tendori, Flame. Tendori Flame. I like Tendori Blaze better, actually. Oh, but but <laughs> Tendori Flame. Tendori Flame, yeah. That's, I mean, like, that's, they're, they're not that good, though, this right? Is the face style, right? Yeah, you got to go to, like, the uncle spots, mm. like, in the plazas okay, to okay. get the good mm. stuff. Damn. We'll make yeah. sure that we, yeah, we target the. The local vendors, the real local vendors. Yeah. Sure that we're, we're supporting Shout out to Quality Fine Foods or Quality Sweets quality or whatever sweets it's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brars. Nice. <laughs> we, have, we have exploring to do. The two of us have exploring to do. I am a big fan of Saravan Aboven, though. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm sure there's better places. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Like, right next to my old house, shout out to Scarborough McCown Finch, of course, there's a uh, Saravan Above in there. Yeah. And it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I guess mainly because we're, you know, we're filled with so many uh, Thumbel restaurants. There's a lot of, there's there's a lot of Thumbel restaurants. Yeah. That are very kind good. Kind of spoiled in that sense. So, yeah. That's um, but I th- I'm like, of all the chain restaurants, it's yeah. a good chain restaurant. It's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good one. No? Yeah, it's Arby's, then it's Saravan <laughs> It's like, jeez. They have the meats, so <laughs> I think they're the ones with the meats. Right? I would say it's probably A and W by this point, A&W and then Saravan yeah, above it. Meat <laughs> Monsters, come on. Mm. We're waiting for the Beyond Meat dosa. That's right. oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking trademarking uh, that. That's the title of this episode, by the yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the Beyond Meat dosa. Wow, that's wow, that's that is brilliant. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Where else are we gonna see? I mean, it's already infiltrated the like like burritos and like tacos now, so. 
It'll work its way. I shouldn't use the word infiltrate. It's probably a good thing, but uh, I mean, like, could be a good thing. <laughs> it could be a good thing. But like, also, I feel like it probably uses a lot of energy. Like the yeah. the carbon footprint of like the Beyond Meat industry is probably pretty high. Yeah, it's still pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of whether or not we're not actually, yeah, reinforcing. Like the, the carbon footprint of like having a chicken in your backyard and cutting its head off is probably pretty low. Word. Compared to the beyond meat fair enough industry yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. you know my mom this is a sidetrack but Please my i i have to shout out my mom yes yeah, i'm gonna just also. read you the whatsapp she sent hmm. just because oh. i thought it was so funny oh that's great should we address whatsapp messages from parents in general or? i think we should we can oh. i'm this is in the group that's with my masi so my mom has four sisters okay and then most of her sister like it's mostly the cousins were mostly girls okay so uh we have a a group together all the ladies right on right on <laughs> and um oh you know what this is probably way too far back <laughs> that's okay but you know what i'm going to search cuz i know the search term mung beans another type of bean okay here we go i found it (laughs) see you just had to type in mung beans (laughs) 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 this is what my mom sent to the group in the u.s they are selling vegan eggs eggs made from mung beans (laughs) watch now price of mung beans double up (laughs) 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 all these white people (laughs) are exploiting food consumed by other countries for centuries I mean, they add a little turmeric to juice and sell it at high prices. Boom, mm. boom. Tell them, mom. Get them. Get them, yeah. mom. <laughs> Honestly, I was so proud of my mom when I read that. I was She's like, you tell them. Yeah, that consciousness, it's, it's coming. That is so funny. Took the opportunity to educate everyone about, you know, what happened to ghee. Mm, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, you got to well, do it, truly. Um, that is so funny. I I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look oh. that up when I get home. Vegan eggs, because I feel like my mom. My mom is. Uh, my mom is also a yoga instructor. She's like she. What? No way. She, she does like. Uh, she's like a Reiki master as well. That's no like, way. Yeah. <gasps> if you want to get in touch, mom, I'm plugging you right now. You tell me how to plug you. I'm plugging you on the damn podcast. Anyway, oh, that's I love cool. Where does your mom teach? Like in. She does it in in Pickering. Oh no way. She would do remote. I, I mean, not, yeah, she would come to you if you ever want it. I'll hook you up. I'll let you know. I would love to come to like your mom's yoga class. It's my family home. So oh. Oh, no, 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 sorry. The yoga, <laughs> <laughs> not the Reiki. <laughs> yeah, the Reiki. I mean, like, the I have a, I have a Reiki person. Got a yeah, you got I got a plug. A, you have a Reiki yeah, plug. Yeah, I got a Reiki plug. <laughs> um, but yeah, please pull up. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, I think she teaches on Sunday mornings, actually. So cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. But wow. either way, she's all over. It. She's always sending us like. Just yesterday, she actually gave me a lecture. She was like, uh, she sent me a video of like um, someone named Satguru speaking. And it was like a, like a 45 minute video. And she's like, have you watched it yet? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. I've got to be in and out of the house. And she's like, she's like, you don't watch any of the videos I ever show you. Why not? What, what's, your, what's your problem? Sent exactly 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, have, you oh, yeah, have you watched it yet? <laughs> I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Uh, they had actually posted on like their, their Instagram stories. They were saying like, who else gets text messages or WhatsApp messages from your parents that just say like, are you free to talk or oh, you me. need to talk? <laughs> it's like your heart just Can you talk now? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, who died? Um, who what did I job? do? Yeah, what did <laughs> I do? Exactly. Or what didn't I do? <laughs> but like, what am I going to get blamed for doing? That's right. And then the call is just like, um, so I picked up uh, 18 eggs instead of 12. I was just wondering if you could maybe take these off. <laughs> <my eggs. laughs> it, is, it is always like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> or like, 
How do you do this on the iPad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> iPad classic. Oh. I'm trying to send an email. That's my favorite one. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh you want to send an email, but you wouldn't uh, give me a computer when I was 15 yeah, years old? Oh my God. Well, now let's see who sends the email. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah. How the about email. that? <laughs> now, also, I need to mention that this is the first time Chris has plugged his mom on the podcast. Oh, wow. Services. He's never plugged her before, which is kind of weird because she technically well, plugged has anyone ever the world. Has, uh, she did plug you she into, plugged the me world, into the world, yeah. But has anyone ever talked about mung beans with you guys? No one has ever talked about this mung beans. This is pure content. mom content right, right now. Content so, moms, yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. This is great. But unfortunately, Anupa, <laughs> we do have to switch some gears here. <laughs> from Away from mom content? <laughs> from, from mung beans. Auntie content. Yeah, exactly. Auntie content, mom content, which we can definitely get into. Um, but I do need to mention that you are a, um, a artist with words. Some may say a wordsmith. Um, and fuck you know those people. Hmm? <laughs> I said fuck those people. <laughs> 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 also, fuck people who say, check out the latest article I penned. Oh, you man. know, when people use language like that. I'm like, are you like an old white man from like 19? <laughs> Where's your yes. quill? Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Gotta tap the quill against my tongue to really feel my words here. <laughs> but uh, you've written some pieces, and mm. in 2017, your powerful piece about the rapper known as some people pronounce his name as Nave for some reason. It's <laughs> no Nav. Um, it's oh, just, we love that article. It's a good article. So, oh, well, we here's article. here's the one thing that I do know that I want to say about it, and that I've always maintained about it, right? Which is that, you know, I watched him or heard him, and mm. I was like, okay, like he's this kid, whatever. Yeah kind of watching people get excited about him, like seeing him show up on like the Travis Scott record, all this stuff. And <clears throat> eventually, but you know, like I was also like kind of going through my own phase with stuff and I didn't care that deep. I, at that point I was like, I was going through what I call like my ears, like, you know, like now there's a lot of new hip hop that I'm like, I feel like it's at like a frequency that like my adult ears like can't, I just like don't get it. That's like. Fair. You think it's not going to fucking happen, guys? No, it's no, no. going to happen. We feel it happening. We feel it happening. You know? You're like, what the fuck? Anyway, I mostly was just like, okay, yeah, like, cool, but, like, whatever. Um, but I saw a lot of people start talking about the N-word thing. And I'm like, Ugh. like, is anyone going to fucking say something? Mm. And then it kind of got to a point where I was just like, I kind of felt like my own credibility was on the line, like in terms of like all the other stuff I work on and write about and yeah, care about and talk right. about. Yeah. I was like, I can't really like stand here being like talking about like anti-blackness in the South Asian community or like all this other stuff if I'm not going to. And like then also the way it intersects with music and like my background in that and writing about music in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. I was like, I can't. I kind of can't, yeah, you know, right. because other if I didn't like, I'm, I, I don't know, like I wouldn't be able to take myself seriously. I, right. I don't think I'd be sad if people took me seriously yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah. say anything There's about like it because that's not what I've ever worked for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. I mean, I, I think it's again such a big part of, um, yeah. Why when we why when we saw it or like when we first kind of read it to us, we're just like, yeah, okay, this is. I mean, I don't want to say amazing, but it's like, 
this is great, you know, because we have these conversations uh, and we're just like, it's, yeah, I mean, and as far as I'm into con- it, but yeah. Well, and as far as I'm concerned, I think he did the right thing. Yeah. Like, I actually don't, I, I was like, okay, like he said, he apologized and he thought about it that's and right. he's going to stop. And, and it's like, what, act- what actually more do you want? That's right. You know? That's right. It's like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that there are people who are affected by that in different ways who would say, well, he shouldn't be allowed to rap. He shouldn't be allowed to do this. And, mm. and then it's like, well, what do you do when he's being co-signed by all of these black men? Like, so how do we have that conversation? Right. And where does that fit in with like, you know, and, and I was like, that's actually ultimately not my decision to make. All I'm saying is like, this is why I think that this is inappropriate. That's he's right. saying, okay, I get it. going to move on. Exactly. I don't think he could have done anything different really. Yeah. And in fact, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's if any other way he did that, it would have drawn way more attention to himself. And so I think he actually kind of just did it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. After that, I was kind of just like, OK, cool. <laughs> I, and like, I think people like come at me like, oh, you're like the person who doesn't, you know, you ca- like you came out and have. Mm. And I was like, I don't really feel like yeah, I did fair, that. And I, I actually don't feel like he suffered. Right. I mean. Yeah as far as i know like his last album went to number one yeah he fucking put out a whole album with metro boomin <laughs> yeah, like right. i think he's doing fine <laughs> he's doing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he's True. playing shows he's signed to xo like yeah. he's doing well for himself and he did the right thing like mm. <laughs> i yeah, don't know that's a very good point. but it was an, a pretty good situation <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what i think i i will we say don't have to hate everyone you know right. yeah absolutely yeah. um and i think like to what you're saying i think like um yeah it, it can be really easy and, and this is something we want to talk about too is like you do want to like uh to draw this on this is a conversation that we've that we've had before and like i guess the way i articulate it is very like elementary but um i think there was like there was a point in time not that long ago where like i felt like a, an obligation to just like to co-sign like anyone who was brown who was just like doing something particularly art-based particularly music-based um even when like when i first heard nav um again not to say that i've reached any kind of point of elevation here but i i wasn't um i i didn't like necessarily enjoy it like more than i would have anything else it didn't necessarily stand out to me but again there was like this element that just go he's just he's just just brown guy so you want to support him exactly exactly um and it kind of felt like i don't want to say it's just no-brainer but it's like yeah there there is this like small spark of like excitement this pride whatever it is that kind of comes with it um but um when uh yeah when you do hear him when you did hear him say like the n-word or whatever it is there is this like immediate i remember this this feeling where it's just like damn it you know like damn it yeah yeah i mean like that's the thing right i think like it's it's rooted in a like i want to like and appreciate you it's not it's not a it's not just like it's an not trying to bring jab, someone yeah. down. It's just like do better, bruh. That's exactly. It. It's just that's a do like better. how I feel about all these fucking people. Like yeah, do better. Just do better. That's you know. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's yeah that's ultimately like where the this kind of like this ideal is right. Where you can still celebrate it and you can still challenge. You can still you know you can still be candid about where where it is that someone can improve. Where it is that someone can reflect deeper about their their music or their art or their intentions etc um and like allow for the two to coexist without it just being like a you fucked up out of here kind of deal right 
Um, yeah. Because that's just is damaging. It's not going to move anything it's forward. It's not productive. It's not yeah. Productive. Yeah, exactly. Um, but either way, that is definitely something that we, we at least cared to bring up with you and, and kind of share that, like, that was a big thing for us because, like, uh, um, yeah, I like, I, I, how did, how did you all receive that? And, uh, maybe not even, well, you can talk about you guys cause you're here, but mm. like, I'm, I'm always curious how people who like, I don't know, receive that. So like your friends yeah, or totally, I mean, something that I'll say, maybe uh, I don't want to speak on your behalf. Um, but something why the article resonated with me so much is because, um, you provided language to describe something that I was having difficulty explaining to those who I knew. So like friends or whoever who, um, who may have also, who were, who would take the, the argument that like it was justified, like there was no harm done in, in using the word. Um, or there was nothing kind of dangerous to it. Um, so that was like something that I'd struggle with. Um, yeah, just like not having the agency, the vocabulary to like really describe how kind of like deep rooted is how it's not just like a a you problem but like a us problem right yeah um so i think reading that provided me this agency or or like it just like allowed me the opportunity to be like yo remember that thing i spoke to you about like a month ago like read this article Tell yeah me kind of deal. and actually you bring up a good point too because in the same way that it's not like rooted in a like i hate this person i want to bring them down it's more of a like i want you to succeed like do better that's right um it's also it's also that it's like it's not you who's fucking up this is like yeah. what we are doing that's right and for me i'm like this is what we're doing because you know my take on it is that we don't have the language yet to like feel confident in who we are as brown people which is also weird a weird ass because mm -hmm. we're all really fucking different, Super different you know yeah. mm -hmm. uh like a Punjabi person is really different from like a, a Indo Trini person mm -hmm. is really different from like a Tamil person is really different from like a Sinhalese person. It's like, exactly. So then also just even the enterprise of being like, well, what does it mean to be so, like a Brown person yeah. in pop culture is really different. And so when you glom onto like the trauma of like the African American experience, which is a, I won't say it's singular and because obviously, you know, the it's a, a large of, community yeah, yeah, of yeah. people who've experienced this trauma in a very different in different ways mm -hmm. but it's like a shared experience yep. you know that informs like generations of people exactly but and you know sure we have like a trauma of like colonialism but that has affected us really differently i think um and in ways that i don't think that people from different south asian countries are really willing to acknowledge mm -hmm, yet mm -hmm. like enslavement is in some ways an acknowledged trauma right is colonialism like i still have uncles and family members who are like the british were great they built the fucking trains That's right. the train exactly. lines you know yeah look at what, they gave, yeah, 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 look at what yeah. they gave us mm -hmm. so yeah that's a long way of saying don't fucking say the n-word yeah exactly right? yeah. <laughs> not black don't say the n-word exactly, yeah. exactly while i'm at it lily sing stop wearing cornrows in yeah. your hair like oh, yeah. man. it's all good like you can like ha rip um uh, rip hop you can like <laughs> rap you can like like you can do all the things that's right no one's saying you can't all but why you got to take it like that one step that's further exactly. that's all yeah. oh my exactly. god you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, appreciate you saying that, truly. 
Um, so, um, as we, we, I mean, kind of related to, to what we were sharing about, but uh, I guess also looking or thinking about like our, uh, our childhoods or growing up, um, you know, the conversations, yeah, conversations or thoughts around like identity certainly kind of will inevitably play a part. Um, I think of either just like being othered or just like, yeah, having some kind of self-awareness to know that you're not white. Um, but um, something, you know, that you've written about and something that you've, that you even kind of created like a, a, a really neat video to kind of like, uh, to kind of host conversations about as well is like, yeah, thinking about the ways in which um, the kind of like, I guess the ways in which we like think about or maybe even talk about like our identity can can potentially become skewed or um, can be looked at through like a, a not so like positive or kind of forward thinking lens. Um, and something that uh, we kind of we had the chance to watch was Indians from all directions of the, the video that mm-hmm. you kind of put together. Um, you know, when you were uh, talking about it, something that we kind of read was that you'd mentioned like, you know, at, being what 11 or 12 years old and kind of like yeah seeking out for like where these these brown faces will pop up um yeah it kind of i mean it, just reading that kind of made me think about like who those people were for me i was really into metal music when i was like oh, 11 no 12 13 um there was uh this band called job for a cowboy and their lead <laughs> guitarist was this brown dude named ravi badri raju and uh amazing story he shout out yeah, ravi shout out ravi he left after like three years to uh go to med school which is like phenomenal fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> phenomenal story phenomenal. oh my yeah. god what a quitter <laughs> what a quitter um so i don't like that narrative <laughs> oh it was too hard that's right exactly. life of a musician too hard exactly guess i'll just fucking go to med school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like it's it's funny i mean to this day people still argue that like this this band was like uh genre defining they, they kind of defined like technical death core is what it was called but um either way he's someone that again i was just like oh man like in this like very white space that i'm existing in i see this face and uh, there's a canadian band called protest the hero um that oh, had yeah. um a an iranian i believe bassist named arif mirad bulbagi um again also super phenomenal he did not leave to go to med school i think he i'm not sure what he kind of left the band for but um yeah i, I obviously remember just like yeah feeling uh, away uh when i kind of saw these faces but um I remember simultaneously kind of uh, simultaneously like again at the age of 13 or 14 like uh, latching so much onto this idea of like you existing in this space um, that I like I didn't I like refused to kind of think about the ways that maybe they weren't uh, they weren't being critical or they were potentially like um oh i mean i should forgive your 13 or 14 year old self for at that point now yeah for sure you know like (laughs) it's fair it's fair because like i i vividly remember this like uh this arif guy he went on so uh the lead singer of the band his name is roadie walker this white dude from whitby um and arif are on more like white b got him I got him. Really stuck it to him there. It's <laughs> real specific <laughs> lyrics, GTA exactly. lyrics here. Yeah. Um, they went on to what was it called? Was it Much Live, Much on Demand? What was it called? The like the live show that they did at Much Music. That was I like think it probably lo- yeah something, something like, like that. that. They yeah. had like Matt Babel, George Strombolakis, would have been there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt Babel was interviewing the two of them, and. Um, 
yeah, like at the time I was like super shocked. I had no idea what was kind of going on. But Matt, I've watched the clip again now and Matt straight up is like, listen, like, you know, you guys are uh, obviously you're, you're popping off and, you know, a lot of young people are looking up to you. But like, you know, in this interview that you did like a year ago, like Rody, you like you straight up joking, jo- quote unquote, jokingly called Arif like the sand N word. And like, yeah, exactly. You just, Matt Babel hit him with that. And I was like, I, I you know what? Shout out Matt shout Babel. Shout out Matt Babel for doing yeah. that. Yeah. I look back at the unsung now and like, Canadian journalist. Truly, truly, Damn. truly. Um, and I remember at the time being like shocked and like feeling this kind of like a bit what scared. The fuck is I'm like, happen? yeah, what's happening? Um, but now I watch it. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Ask him that question. That's cool. Yeah. And like, um, I guess at the time, which like I didn't know how to process, I remember Arif. As Matt Babel was like, yeah, like, how, what do you, like, um, how do you, like, answer to, like, you know, young, like, fans that you might have who, like, yeah, would feel, like, offended by something like that, who, who might look like Eric, et cetera. And uh, Rody, like, pauses, and, like, he's about to put the mic up to his mouth, and then Eric just kind of, like, puts, like, a hand on Rody to essentially say, like, you know, I got this. To then go on to say, like, oh, like, I call him a cracker all the time, like, it's fine, like, we know each other kind of deal. Mm. And I remember at the time again being very impressionable just kind of being like okay like i i think i get this dynamic i'm still very uncomfortable with the thought of it given yeah. my own lived experiences in durham but um but also was just like i guess at the time my rationale was like i would rather not like taint this image particularly i have of Arif being this brown guy in the space that like i at the time so like craved to kind of like be accepted in um i would rather not like taint this like this perfect idea i have of him by like what he said here where i now look back and i'm like damn like that was shit that was awful never take the fucking fall for your white friends that's right yeah exactly exactly and you know um i think about it now like i see his like social media activity and like um you know he's doing uh, he does a a a lot of kind of like neat work and like truly a lifelong fan of this listen (laughs) i mean in in terms of people that i'd love to have on on this podcast eric is on the list uh, and i would love to ask him about that interview but um, oh, you should. Yeah, I would yeah, just be like, hey, like what, how have you grown since yeah, uh, yeah, 20, yeah. like 15 years ago? But um, but no, I, I think uh, that's just like something that I think about in terms of like the ways in which like uh, it can be, you know, we kind of spoke about it before as well. It's like it, when you're feeling impression where you're feeling vulnerable when like thinking about like the sense of security you have within your own identity. Um, when Nafisa was on this podcast, she like very... Uh, like succinctly just kind of said like when brown folks like growing up here oftentimes you're going to end up leaning towards whiteness or blackness as a result of like not feeling this like comfort within your or or not even having these like like imagery or like i don't want to use the word representation but like just like seeing it enough to be like yep this belongs here and this can exist outside of my household and my family um but as a you know as a result of kind of entering the space where you're starting to see it you don't it can be really scary to be like, fuck, like that what you're doing is damaging. What you're saying is like, is perpetuating like a lot of harm. I think about like this fucking, uh, Priyanka Chopra shit where like, <laughs> yeah, she's out here just like silencing this girl mm-hmm. trying to talk about Kashmir and this like hypocrisy that Priyanka Chopra is spewing. Right. Um, anyways, this is kind of a ramble, but this is all to say that like uh, so much of, of what you had kind of written about, um, in this article, uh, the album that, change how i think about identity based art oh yeah i don't um, love that headline by the fair way enough. i That's mean okay. like oh. it made it seem like i was like one day like just sitting at my <laughs> desk huh <laughs> this you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah 
Yeah, this is the one. This is the you one. You know what? Whatever. Yeah, no, I got you. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is where you can clear you can clear the air, <clears> you know. Um, but it was it was something again uh, that very much kind of spoke to a lot of what you know we've we've kind of felt and kind of been thinking about. Um, and uh, is it fair to kind of say that you know the the video that you created? Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of a, a like a montage essentially of uh, music videos, primarily of artists or musicians. Um, who do have some kind of South Asian heritage or, or identity? Yeah, it's um, so Indians from All Directions is a short video piece I created in response to a show put on by um, this artist, Pamela Mathru. Okay. Um, and she invited me. I mean, she read that piece also. Right. It was a pitchfork. Um, I wrote it for Pitchfork. Right. And she was like, you know, maybe you could do a talk or something based on this. And I was like, I'm fucking tired of talking. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to write. I was like, and then I just was like, you know, I was in a more creative space and feeling a little bit more free and, you know, kind of just wanting to switch stuff up. So I'm like, I've just been cataloging all this information in my head and I'm never going to be able to use it because Mm. also it's really, really, really hard to convince editors that um, brown celebrities are worth writing about mm. or like the like south asian cultural issues are um something that they want to run i mean like you know i have countlessly pitched stories on many of the famous people who you all are interested in mm. but like no one ever wants to take it yeah. you know um and i'm not going to like fucking be like okay well i'm gonna do it for like five dollars right, right, you know right, yeah. i mean maybe if w- that's not to sorry i'm just like i'm at a certain point in my career where i'm like you know yeah 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 um standard for sure yeah and 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 i'm like when will that happen will it only happen when someone becomes controversial enough or mm. when they get big enough that they'll just send like a white reporter to talk to them right which is like fine but it's also like there are things i want to talk to mindy kaling about there are things i want to talk to Hassan minaj about there right. are things i want to talk to louis Singh about right. there are things i want to talk to rupee core about mm. there are things i want to talk to jugmeat fucking sing about right. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dis- that's <laughs> disrespectful he may become the prime minister right. and yeah, i'm going to yeah. be on the this podcast saying jugmeat fucking sing <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Fuck. That's great. Sorry. I can never have a career in politics. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'll just be here, like, man, what if I wanted to be mayor one day? And I'm like, you can't do it. Like, you just said d- too much dumb shit on okay, the internet. Um, but yeah, there are things that I want to talk to all of these people about. But that, you know, unfortunately, like, it's like no wonder brown kids turn to white culture and black culture. It's like brown culture. In, um, and I'm saying that in quotes because what the fuck is that's that right. even? That's right, yeah. But like, it's not considered saleable yet, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the thing that is, and I, this doesn't answer your question at all, but that is the thing that kind of, um, well, y- it does answer your question because yeah. actually it's like, that's why I wanted to make this video yeah, piece, right. right? It's like, we're grasping at things that, um, we're grasping at all of these other markers of identity or other markers of having made it, but actually there's like a wide, a long and varied history of like quote unquote representation yes. that we can actually refer to and look yeah. back on yep. uh, and specifically originating within the diaspora. So like that was the thing about that video piece specifically is like, 
oh, you could fill it with a million Bollywood people. But in fact, I wanted to be like, there have been young people in the UK, in Australia, in Canada, in the US, making shit and like being involved in culture. And yet like some of us are still out here writing stories about my parents wouldn't let me like not be a doctor. And it's like, (laughs) we're we're stuck on, we're like stuck on loop in terms of the tropes that we associate with ourselves. And it's like, you only have to do like a little bit of digging to find that actually there's so much more and we can look within the diaspora. But in fact, I think like what people really need to do is look within the histories of our own countries of origin, because I mean, come on, like India, Bangladesh, all of these places have like very rich literary traditions, musical traditions, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, To say that like Indian culture is like being a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer is like so... Non and chai. Yeah, it's it's so (laughs) reductive. And it to me, I'm like, it's just... I don't want to be like, I hate sounding like, a hater but it's just like like what are you even fucking talking about like (laughs) (laughs) it makes no sense like that's your culture like living i guess in markham or something Mm -hmm. like that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean (laughs) but that's not markham culture yeah Yeah, that's markham culture (laughs) that sounds like a nasty term (laughs) (laughs) but 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 there's just actually like like just have a little bit of imagination and if Mm. you don't have imagination like there's the fucking internet. Yeah, there's right. like actually the internet. That's there's right. Tumblr. There's all of these things where people are discovering, like rediscovering all of these amazing people have come from before us. And like a big thing, which I haven't talked about really publicly, but I think about a lot and that why not mention it here? Like mm-hmm. even like queer histories are so big yeah. in every part of mm-hmm. the South Asian subcontinent. So to like, feel as if um being queer or like knowing gay people or whatever is like somehow not part of us it's like actually no that's not true you know and like when you go to india you see what you think are men or what you may associate with as men Mm -hmm. wearing saris walking down the street and people don't hurt them and i'm not saying like people are safe like i'm not trying to like also like wash these places is like oh no they're like totally safe and it's totally fine but like they're these themes coexist in the in this society already that's right and so i i think what where i'm getting at um with this and like with other things that i'm thinking about is like how diaspora culture is like kind of reductive Mm. um and like really it's like a really like neoliberal idea and like a a way of us kind of developing consumable identities. Consumable identities, yeah. Um, and that is really only for our own benefit, our own like material advantage. It's not actually for like a greater good. It's right. like social justice, like m- marketed back to each other. Right. And um, right. Yeah. So, and and I mean, like, you know, I haven't, uh, I literally just finally said that out loud for the first time. So I've been thinking through all this stuff and Mm -hmm. this is why I think it was so important to kind of come back to what we were talking about earlier and to kind of tie like all of the mental health and burnout stuff in. It's like, 
the way I was working, the pace I was working at, the, f the output that I felt like I was expected to do, all of that prevented me from being able to actually think about these ideas right. in a way um, that allowed for like time and conversations yeah. um, and for me to change my mind. And when we don't build any of that stuff into the ways that we work in our creative process, like we suffer right. and we, um, we really limit our expression. Um, so yeah, I, I'm like really glad that I decided to make that video yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I didn't think all of the stuff that I just said when I made it, I mean, I, there was, I was kind of like a third or halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working through, through the ideas, yeah. yeah. But I'd never worked like that before. I've, I've never worked through ideas mm. by, like, making work, you know? Right. Um, so that was, like, a really cool experience and something that, like, um, I would definitely challenge people to do. Like, it's okay when you, especially now, like, with Instagram and all this stuff where people feel like it's, like, you have to make something and then it has to be, like, successful. That's right, that's right. Was that piece successful? I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, you have to then define it, right? Yeah, I don't want to define it. I know I've had some really good conversations with people about it. I know that it helped me work through some ideas. Mm -hmm. I know that, like, it definitely just, like, took off. You know, like, when you have hot milk or, like, chai, and there's, like, this, the, yeah, the, yeah, the skin, skin on it? Yep. Okay, it was, like, the skin on my, like, brain and my ideas <laughs> was, like, what the fuck am I going to do with the fact that I've been obsessed or that I was obsessed with Tony Canal from No Doubt from right. like the age I, I was 10. Right, right, right. It just like took that idea out of my brain and put it somewhere yep. so that all the other stuff can come out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. finally have told the world about my Tony Canal <laughs> obsession. <laughs> I can move on. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The piece, the, pe the inner piece. Is yeah. <laughs> starting to work through yeah like it gave oh, me man. space but like it gave me space to um open up and think about so many other different things yeah and like um and expand and like broaden my mm. thinking mm -hmm. um i'm very lucky to have like a lot of friends and people in my life who are really deep thinkers yeah. um and either like work in academic contexts or um, are writers and people who are kind of engaged with bigger, deeper ideas. Mm -hmm. So, like, I tend to have a lot of these conversations yeah, with my yeah, friends, yeah. which is really, really great. And, like, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to have that. But, yeah, it's allowed, like, my interest in, like, what does it mean? What does representation and identity mm -hmm. mean to kind of intersect with some of these other things, which is, like, actually the way we talk about identity and representation is just like a function of like what capitalism looks That's like right. yeah, yeah. in 2019 yeah, exactly. you know no, hashtag, yeah. hashtag capitalism hashtag it yeah put it out there tweet it <laughs> make sure to get your <laughs> tweets off about make capitalism sure people are live tweeting this right now you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just recording it off my iphone on, uh, Twitch no, sorry that was also very long no 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 no, no. Twitch. um i i think I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think you answered so much of, of what, um, w you know, a, a lot of what we wanted you to kind of to speak on, right? Which is like what informs our ideas of like what we think representation really is, right? And like how we see examples of which like, yeah, of like the things or the people that we celebrate um, without maybe like allowing for that, like that 
that critical lens to kind of exist or to just be like, listen, or like, like a dialogue, a you di- know, yeah, like, that's right. and I'm not wary of the word critical or criticism because mm-hmm. like I come from a background and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I work in a tradition that aspires to criticism in like its original sense of the term. Mm-hmm. I think when people talk about it now, it's like, Oh, you're being a fucking hater, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to mean but it also all, like yeah. we also sometimes don't even have to use that word like mm. it, dialogue is a perfectly fine word yeah, right point. uh it implies that it's like i mean it's definitely not as loaded as it's a little bit more critical holistic critical. as well right? yeah totally yeah uh it implies an exchange mm. um instead of like something that's one way being directed yeah 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 very very good point um and thank you again for sharing that i mean something that you mentioned was like you know for anyone trying to kind of uh yeah, just like get a better sense of, of what is out there um, to use the internet. Yeah, I would suggest anyone who's listening to just go watch this. To watch use this the internet? Oh. No, not to <laughs> use the internet, but to, to specifically go watch. Uh, I want to add. all directions. Yeah. I want to add this podcast. <laughs> Capitalism, internet. <laughs> what, oh, my what, goodness. What was the name of those shoes that you, uh, you bought, sorry? Oh, those shoes, those Bass Whedon. <laughs> hashtag Bass Whedon. Oh, my goodness. Um, but... Uh, but no, um, and, and I mean, I think I do want to transition into to what you kind of last mentioned, which is like, yeah, really now having this time to kind of, uh, you know, kind of think in the way or, or with this like, um, with like the time and the space to, to kind of see everything through and kind of like allow the space for doubt and like, um, like a change in mind or a change in, in perspective. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I would, is it fair for me to say that kind of in this like, this this window which i I think maybe it's fair to assume that it's kind of ongoing still you also kind of birthed uh this podcast and and this newsletter as well to kind of speak um more on like a lot of what you were thinking about or or had the time to think more about is that fair to say um yeah i mean it definitely i i wouldn't say it ties specifically into brown identity no no for sure for Um, sure i guess sorry maybe i should (coughs) have clarified um more so in like it under the kind of idea of like being able to have the time to like to think more about the things that you were thinking about or like hadn't kind of had the time to fully form yeah yeah i mean i i think it's even more like rudimentary than that like i was just like i don't know what to do how am i supposed to keep doing stuff okay it seems like everyone is just doing stuff Mm. how do they keep doing it because i don't think i can do it right and I mean, I've told this story a million times, but I'll keep saying it because it was true, right? Like I'm in Montreal. This is the second half. This is July when like all <laughs> the realizations hit. Right, right, right. When the, the second is- half of the trip. Yeah, yeah this isolation <laughs> like got real. Right. Um, of the sober ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah the sober yeah, ayahuasca yeah. trip. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm like fucking depressed. And then one day I like open up my laptop and... um shad i got like an email from shad's publicist it was very generic right and i open it up because you know i worked with shad we're friends Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay like i didn't know he's putting out a new record like i'll just look that's my way of saying i never open up press releases for all of the (laughs) people out there who are still fucking sending me press Uh, releases come on guys psa Um, PSA. (laughs) uh and i click on it and like He's smiling and he's rapping and I'm like, fuck, man. Like Shad, you know, I was there when he was at Q and he spoke about it on the show and like he was kind of just let go in a way that I think 
surprised many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. And like he's put out records and like, yeah. s- you know, some of them have done really well. But then he'll also like go and put out like a easy lif- listening like yacht rock record <laughs> that like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> no one really like kind of thinks about as what was it uh, it was as your boy something can't remember it's like kind remember. of like a shad side project right but like he's just doing stuff that's yep. my point he's just doing stuff and he's still doing stuff and mm-hmm. i'm like fuck how the hell does shad do it yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like you know what i'm gonna talk to shad and then i was just like i think i just need to make stuff i think i just need to like work on putting stuff out there with zero expectations mm-hmm. attached to it without the need for it to be like this consumable thing that like I do every week that feels like work that like conforms to you know that has a fucking Casper ad like oh, you know shit. this like overproduced <laughs> like I just didn't want any pressure on myself yeah. I just wanted to do something that felt good that felt like I was making something that felt useful to people mm-hmm. also and not just useful to people listening, but useful to the artists themselves. Because sure. also, like, in this mix, it was like, you know, where in Canadian media are any of these people having these conversations? They're not really. Not all, yeah. And so I was like, how do we talk to artists and creative people outside of them promoting the product or the thing they've made? Right. Where can they just talk about their ups and downs and like that's also the interesting part right because it you know it it called it burnout the newsletter i made like a newsletter go along with it because i'm like i wasn't on social media then and i was like fuck how am i going to tell people about this thing um and then this then the buzzfeed article hit and i was like god damn it like i came up with this fucking (laughs) stupid name for this thing and everyone's gonna be like oh burnout like whatever i like literally i didn't know it was a real thing (laughs) (laughs) i was (laughs) I thought I discovered it or yeah, something I like that. Uh, when you when you when someone <laughs> first explains it to you, though, it definitely you're just like, wow, I I really it's like, oh, there's a name there's for a this. Name for oh this my god, exactly. yeah. But it's kind of cool now because I think at the beginning too, I was a little bit nervous about the tone being kind of depressing. But I was also like, there should be some space for that, mm. and I was depressed. Mm. Um, but now, like, I've I've recorded a bunch more episodes. And like the tone is changing. And at first I was like a little bit like, oh no, like this is just a little bit more about creativity and like uh, creative philosophy. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Like it doesn't have to be this like, what was your worst moment? Like what was, you know, what was the hardest thing you've ever had to Mm -hmm. get through? Or, you know, it doesn't have to go to those places. I think um, there are also challenges in learning how to articulate like your guiding philosophy. And that's the thing that I actually really want to know about a lot of artists. Cause I think a lot of people don't have it, right. you know, it's like, what are your values? What is your sense of purpose that takes you beyond the music stuff or whatever it is that you might do your artistic output beyond the theme of your m- most recent album? Mm. What is like the thing you think about every day when you wake up and that you move through the world with like right. that's what i'm more interested in knowing yeah 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 um because we live in like pretty amoral times and yeah. like unethical times and like kind of and i don't mean to sound bleak on people i think it's just that you forget that it's okay to like have those things that you live by like that money doesn't have to be the ultimate thing that yeah. you live by Precisely. money and the accumulation of it like we all need to make money but um 
there are other values that you can have. Like, you know, I like started off really basic. I mm. was like, I just want to like be nicer to people. Mm. Not that I felt that I was terrible to people, but you know, just even in the way that you like, it's like take your headphones out at the fucking coffee shop right. or like, you know, I have like a really nice relationship with my neighbors in this building. Yeah. Like, and I love that, you know, I came back to Toronto and I was like, I love that. I know my neighbors. Mm. I love yeah, that I have um, relationships with my friends' kids. Yeah, these are oh these are things that weren't priorities in my life before, and I wasn't a bad person. It was just that like I didn't make room for those to be priorities in my life. That's right. And I can get through a day being nice to people. I'll be a fucking asshole to you if you deserve <laughs> it too. Like I like haven't gone so far like down that path that like the Brampton still doesn't jump out <laughs> occasionally. Right. But like, it's like if everything doesn't work out, but like I've had a good day cause like I've been respectful and decent to people and had that energy, like Respect come back at me, then like I can sleep pretty good at night. Mm -hmm. Even if like I get rejected for a writing residency, which is I've got rejected from two writing residencies yeah. over the last year. Um, yeah, like things fall through, projects fall through, like like things happen, you yeah. know? And before it's like, I, like my driver was like, oh, like work, like I have to do this thing. Like it has to, everything has to be good. It has to be a success. And now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, I like help my neighbor out with something or like yeah. I like taught a really good yoga class to like these two old ladies and Sick. like they fucking Amazing. loved it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say like that's pretty good. Like, yeah. I think I'm doing pretty okay. Yeah, I yeah, I think that what you just said there was like precisely what I was thinking. Is like there's this just like it's okay. Yeah, and not to it's get okay. like like intense about it, but like that energy like then feeds back into like the work that you do. Yeah. It really does. Like that's the thing that like people like always talk about in like the corniest fucking way, but yeah. It happens. It happens. It truly does. Yeah. It truly does. It starts with very simple things like yeah, yeah, being okay with like shortcomings or being okay with these failures. If like you, your focus is more so in like your intention and and and, what's and what you can you. learn from it. Like yeah. you know how much information comes from like a supposed failure. Right. Like maybe that wasn't even meant to be the thing. Did you even want that thing in the first place? Mm. You know, the stuff we aspire for or think that we need in order to be successful that like actually probably isn't going to serve us yeah. you know yeah i true. don't know yeah yeah major and, and i mean yeah we're obviously it's uh it's um yeah it's not really exciting but it's just like it's dope i guess because i think there definitely was a period in time where um yeah maybe like uh stuff or like yeah hearing like your opinion or even like seeing like written pieces from you was something that there was like a, a break from and to kind of see this like i remember when i when i like first saw this newsletter um it was not only very exciting I, but i guess like i found a sense of comfort because it was very much in line with uh, a point and, and which still is but a point of like a, a lot of kind of like internal confrontation i think both of us kind of went through this at similar times where like a lot of it was just like whoa like wh where are we fucking up you know where are we fucking up and like what like where are we maybe like not forgiving ourselves and like where is there room for forgiveness and where is there room for like this idea of like us being okay with like rebuilding and like allowing for just like new ideas or ideas to be reformulated in our minds um so 
yeah, being able to kind of read this this newsletter and, and also like know that this this podcast exists and, and there's like a, a really heavy focus on um, like Canadian artists and musicians as well is like something that we find very special. Um, so yeah, I mean, shout outs to you and, and thank you for, for kind of putting it out there, you know? Cool. Um, thank you guys for doing your thing too. Oh, yeah. hey, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Everyone's <I've> just <laughs> doing their own thing. Everyone's it's all doing good. their own thing. At the end it. of the day, we're all just trying to do things. <laughs> yeah. And as long as we're allowed to do those things, that should be good. Yeah. That should make us feel hopefully satisfied and great. Yep. Yeah. You know, That's so it. let's uh, wake up and let's go do those things. Let's go make some content. Let's go. No. Let's go <laughs> let's make go this go content go. is what I'm really saying. <laughs> let's go create this All right. Like, just go and like <laughs> hug your mom or your right. dad or someone you love. Let's go pick some apples. Yeah. Know, go eat a meal by yourself. Like literally go outside even. Go, out, go outside. Go outside. Sit in the sun. Yeah. Go and just, yeah. I'm log doing. off also. <sighs> log off. In the air horn for that one. Sometimes you gotta log off. Um, Okay, we, we, we essentially just have w- one more question for you, and I think this kind of rounds rounds everything out here a little bit. Um, you know, you've, you've spoken about being back here. You've spoken being back here in Toronto specifically. Um, you've spoken about the time, a point in time where you felt like you needed to, to step away, you needed to kind of leave this space, um, and you're back here now. Do you feel like, yeah, with where you're at uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, that, like, do, do you feel okay Again, talking about this okayness. Do you feel okay <laughs> being back in Toronto? Do you feel like holding it down here for the indefinite future is something you feel comfortable doing? Yeah, I'm super happy. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been happy since, like, the end of last year, like, around Christmas time. Like, I remember spending, like, the days after Christmas with a lot of people who I really care about. Mm. And I was like, this feels good. Yeah. I mean, it feels a lot better than, like, being in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that Truly I didn't have people imagine, I yeah. love there, but you know, like I was also alone for half the holidays mm. um, when I was living there. And really yeah, and it was just like being reminded that mostly I was like, I'm just really happy that I like realized that I needed to step away from a lot of stuff and that I had like the strength and not just the strength, but like I would look at it as like, I don't, I hate the word privilege, but yeah, like a form of privilege to do that. Like that was a big thing for me. I, part of me being okay with being home is me coming to terms with the fact that, you know, I come from a pretty blue collar family. Mm. You know, I'm the first, like my parents didn't go to, they didn't do school past high school. Um, And, you know, they're fine, but like, mm. would they, I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know if my parents even identify as middle class, you right. know? They're fine in terms of like, they come from a generation where like, their pension will be secure and like, they've been able to work and pay off their mortgage totally. and that kind of thing. But like, uh, I, what I'm trying to say is like, the threat of money always looms large yeah. and, um, opportunity and you know I always feel like I I definitely inherited like a scarcity mentality from my parents right so I'm like oh fuck like anything bad can happen at any moment moment. and like everything is gonna fall apart Mm -hmm. and I had to actually be like I had to stop catastrophizing I had to start realizing like there's reasons that my parents felt that way they're immigrants 
in a different way than I'm an immigrant. Right. And I was like, you know, my parents speak very good English, but like I speak with a particular accent and a cadence and like uh, I speak as if I'm of a certain generation. I'm educated. Right. I have like remarkable social privileges, right. like just in terms of like the people that I know and, and my friends and who my friends are in terms of like who they are as people and like where they're at in their emotional journeys or whatever, yeah. you know, like I'm very well resourced and there's no reason for me to like not be okay. Mm. And like for the first time in my life, I had to like kind of rest in that energy a little bit and yeah you know, be like, okay, like, think about the money, be responsible, but like, things are not going to fall apart, like, you'll be fine. But like, you also have to like, own the things that you do have yeah. that will help you to like, make the changes that you need to be okay, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I guess it's like, also like, we all have like weird class anxiety <laughs> that we're like not dealing with. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and Truly, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good. I love my apartment. Amazing. It's like starting to get like better and better every day. It's very cozy, yeah. Um, yeah. Phenomenal. I'm happy. Good. Mm -hmm. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Cool. And, and thank you again for, for <laughs> sitting down and kind of letting us in here and, and yeah, just sharing all of, all of what you've shared with us. Um, we, we usually tend to end this episode with like oh. two, two very quick segments okay. um, that we kind of do to just kind of like, just lighten things out. I mean, obviously <laughs> we do our best to keep it lighthearted throughout the <laughs> way, but like uh, periodically, you know, we get into, um, some deeper discussions and, you know, it's always good to just kind of like, uh, to, yeah, end on maybe a to open the window and let the, the window. breeze flow exactly. through a little. Yeah. That's precisely what these segments mm -hmm. are. Okay. Um, so our first one is called soup it up. It's unofficially sponsored by Campbell. So we have no sponsors by the way. So you can, <laughs> I think it should be sponsored by Ravi soups. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. We would take, we would take Ravi soups. We would take Babu catering. Mm -hmm. We would take, and we would take any sponsor. <laughs> we have none. We have mm -hmm. none. Please. Zero. Please. Um, but this is a segment where we, uh, Nivek usually takes an opportunity to vent or air out, you know, anything that's been on the mind that's just like, that's just upset you a little bit, you know, that you just feel like you got to get off your chest. It could be something as simple as... I love know, how this is considered light. This <laughs> <laughs> it is because, you know, we're just, we're just, uh, we're just trauma bonding over here. Is what we're doing, you know, just, to, just to end the show. No, but, uh, but more often than not, yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of get it off your chest and uh, share something that you salty. Um, so, Nivek, I'll start with you. Is there anything that you uh, kind of care to get off your chest here uh yeah sure there is one thing go for it uh so we went to the steve lacy concert this week oh yeah how was that very good actually he's, okay. a, great, he's a pretty good yeah, performer. He's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal i'm performer. good i'm glad to hear that because i saw him play it uh fucking flogna oh, yeah. a couple years ago oh. and it was a little yeah. shaky yeah mm. Good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it's yeah, he's growing. He's yeah, I don't know how old he is now, but uh, he's like twenty two. He's twenty two phenomenal. That's wild. Seasoned right? musician, yeah. Seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> truly, truly, yeah. truly, truly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, you're saying. But uh the thing that happened with uh with that day was uh prior to him coming out, Carrie Foe opened for him. Okay. Right? And she said, Hey, I'm gonna do a DJ set and Chris let me know that, you know, prior to the concert you mentioned that she DJed for a good chunk of her career. Yeah, so she was she was making music, and um, from what I understand, and essentially was just overlooked, like not only overlooked, but like just like not shown any love, particularly on like 
an industry side on an exposure side um and in many ways kind of had to like resort to djing to just like uh keep things moving yeah um and as a result of like doing it enough and making a name for herself in that space she she kind of like it took her to like dj and to work her her way or like her exposure represent reputation to then be like given a shot at like making music and like putting out her own ep um and it was something that i think it was really it was just instagram that she kind of just like and like an all caps <laughs> like comment just kind of said like listen like everyone kind of like overlooked me and like this is how much i've had to like go through just to like get to this point so like mm-hmm. listen to my project kind of deal um but yeah so this is something that we were kind of talking about on the on the day of the concert yeah oh yeah and um yeah the big thing is i knew that they, oh it's gonna be good it's just uh it's a dj set yeah it should be fairly good and then the two guys behind me were like i hope this sucks and I was like, "Why? Why would you hope that it sucks?" Yeah, what like, the fuck? <laughs> what they like, say? Huh? What they say? Oh, that's literally what they said. I, no, oh man. What? Huh? When? Y- did you ask them why? I did not. You should <laughs> ask um, them, man. Mainly because uh, this goes into something with myself. Okay. I'm very weak, and low confidence, <laughs> and I can't. Uh, I wouldn't want to approach these two white guys because I'm like, what am I really gonna do here with them? But at the same time, I should view it like, you know, I could, you know, say something here. Um, ghost dialogue, ghost dialogue, dialogue. Mm-hmm. starting yeah. dialogue, yeah, starting dialogue. Um, and you know what? I thought uh, some other factors that were happening that night with myself. Um, but you know what? Uh, yeah, and then I thought, you know, why would you hate? What's the point of hating? Explain you hate. paid like some money for this, you know. Yeah. Yes, you paid probably for to see him, but you also get to see her do her thing. Yeah. And you might as well, you know. Also, it's your fucking fault. You came early. That's if you right. don't want to see the fucking oh, opener. That is so true, too. Balance. I'm just saying, like, I've been going to concerts for like 20 years now. You figure it out <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> That's right. You don't you have know? to wait in line. That is true. Yeah. Line don't have to wait in line. You could just go to see the person you want to right. see. You can leave when they're like, you can mm-hmm. customize this. You can customize it. Yeah. Have you, have, uh, I'm curious to know. I very much. Uh, reach this point in my life now where when I when there's a concert at the Danforth Music Hall, I, am, I almost always buy a seated s- ticket now because I'm just like, man, fuck standing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like standing? Yeah, because it's sloped, it's, right? It's sloped. Hurt your back? I got I got weak knees, okay, from tree planting for a couple of years. They're oh, little, wow. They're a little sensitive. Mm. But not every show. There are lots of shows that I do enjoy, particularly when it's like like I'm going to see Toro Ima really soon. Ah, cool. And yeah. like that's a show that I'm, I'm down to kind of That's be down a Danforth, right? I saw that, Danforth, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm very much at that point where it's just like, if there's an option to sit down, I may take I it. mean, listen, I went to go see Massive Attack a couple of weeks ago, oh, and it was at the Sony Center, which is now called something else. Really? And I was really fucking excited because I had a seat. You had a seat. <laughs> it's yeah. right. Just got a little stone beforehand. <laughs> right. like, very comfortable. Just sat down take and enjoyed up. the show. Yeah, it was great. Easy. Mm. But, like, that's also, like, expected when you're, 34 years old and you're <laughs> fucking tired and you've Fair. been to a million shows in your <laughs> life and I, you're like i just want a seat so i can like so balance my like snack on my lap and your 12 dollar tall can as well it's just like oh, yeah. or like 12 dollar wine there yes yeah. <laughs> and yeah i can just and then our friends had their seats were right behind it like right behind oh, us nice. so it was nice a just like a little action, like yeah. yeah not even mm. just like turn know. the shoulder yeah it's great Wow. Love a seated show. Yeah. L- love a good seated mm-hmm. show. But um, thank you Sorry for Sorry, I interrupted your. Yeah, that's right. You don't really sound that mad about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought I it was supposed to be a rant. Huh. <laughs> it's true. Well, 
you know what? That's another thing. I guess I used to be very angry at everything. Mm. And over the years, you just, uh, you know, once you reach this age of 25, <laughs> you just feel like, I can't take this anymore. I just let a lot of things go. And, you know, I guess my eyebrows were very stuck in a stern look for many years. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Okay. By what I mean by that was there like I, It this means you're carrying a lot of tension in your forehead right. and your... That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Temples. Why, why am I doing that to myself? Probably why clenching your jaw. Mm. Did a lot of that. Yeah. You're a great jawline, though. Oh. You're a great jawline. Uh, <laughs> 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 Thank you, Crush. That's hey, my pleasure. Ace, I just need someone to say it. You know, yeah, someone once in my life. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And um, hmm. and yeah, and so I let that go, and now yeah. I'm just trying to uh, be at a more calm state, That's peaceful. Fair. Cool. That's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to Nivek's growth here really quickly. Uh, I don't know how long ago this was, but talking about hate and you know, and it's like this like the lack of necessity for it. Um, I don't know how many years ago this was. Was it like three years ago? I wasn't even there. Nivek was only shared this with me. But um, are you familiar with Anwar Carrots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Anwar Carrots came and did <laughs> a, a talk in Toronto that Nivek went to, being a fan of his. And uh, I guess they were taking fan questions. And Nivek stands up. And what was the question that you asked Anwar Carrots? Mm, I said I regret this, but I said, "Who do you hate the most?" <laughs> oh no way! What did he say? Well, he said, "I'm on a positive wave. I don't hey. hate anybody." But Quentin Some Cuff, LA shit, huh? <laughs> Quentin Cuff, um, you know, for R.I.P. Former manager of Mac Miller, R.I.P. Right. Uh, he said, "Oh, I hate that dude from Green Day. He's such a dick." <laughs> and oh. that was that was real, and I appreciate that. Fair enough. <laughs> but listen, but, here yeah. we are. What three, four years later? You wouldn't find yourself asking that question, you know? That's growth. That's growth. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Hashtag yeah. growth. Hashtag growth. Okay, this is the last, I, I promise you, this is the last time I'm going to show. This one's called Three Pete, unofficially sponsored by Lil Wayne. This is where we ask you three <laughs> questions in uh, sets of threes. You try to answer them as fast as you can. If you can't, you take your time. It's okay. fine. We Let's just try do it fast. We, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to think about it. Okay. First question. Three, three food spots in rotation for you right now. Uh, f- three food spots. Fuck. Ali's Roti. Mm-hmm. Otto's Beer Hall. Nice. And... Oh, fucking Forno Cultura. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. I'm a bougie bitch. Easy. <laughs> Second question. Uh, three artists from Canada you listened to this past week? Alcon. Um... Nickelback. Um, There's air uh, for that. And who else did I listen to this week? And definitely listen to Alcon, definitely listen to Nickelback. And I know there's someone. Sorry, I just like <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> can't think of it right now. Fuck. <laughs> That's all right. Um, J to G. Boom. There we go. Yeah. Easy. Last one. Three people who support you unconditionally. Um, I have more than three people. That's okay. You can list them all if you want. Oh, I should. I. I. I can I shout out everyone who go supports me unconditionally? Go for it. Go for it. Uh, Nazuk, Rawia, Kalila, Ian, uh, Nanaba, my mom, my dad, my brother, um, Golshan, Ruth, Neha, Robert. Yeah, there's so many. Actually, I'm very lucky. I Amazing. have a lot of people who support me unconditionally. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Mm. 
We reached it. We did it. We reached the end of this episode. Anupa, thank you so much for joining us here today. You're welcome. This thank you for thank coming you. over and uh, sitting around to my house. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Truly our pleasure. Um, we're, uh, yeah, not only, you know, excited to see how the rest of this year unfolds for you, how the rest of your time in Toronto and just your life pans out for you here. Please know you have two chums in the ends who are supporting you unconditionally. And uh, we'll, we'll, you don't have to plug it here. We'll plug it in the description where people can listen to the podcast, how they can sign up to the newsletter, cool. uh, and keep up with you and all that stuff. Um, this has been episode 71. As always, I'm Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Not Chris, a.k.a. Bash me outside because I'm afraid I just get beat up, a.k.a. Little Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. It's Not Me, It's Not You. We're just going through a tough time right now. I'm here with the Vic. It's Nivek, a.k.a. Nivek, a.k.a. Nivek, a.k.a. The Tamil Tyrese. And that is the show. Thanks again, Anupa. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.